Welcome, everyone, to the Crit Rate Podcast for July 13th, 2022. This is episode number three, and I'm your host, Justin Skirbo. Today, I'm joined by Justin Chow. I thought you said it was July 20th, 22. I was like, what? 13. Oh, my God. I missed my flight. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and I'm also joined by Liz Isui. What's up? No Alex today. Alex is off vacationing. Liz, I think we said that you were under the weather last week. I, well, I was accurate, so. There you go. You sound great. You look great. Welcome back. Alex, goodbye. Back into the fold. Sorry, Alex. See you next time. <sighs> Listeners, we are getting into a pretty solid rhythm here on the Crit Raid podcast, where we've been discussing gaming trends through the data, uh, uh, gaming trends and data through the lens of our Crit Raid gaming profile. You can take yours at critrate.com, crit hyphen rate.com get placed into your gamer house and start rating games and then you will be delivered personalized and curated reviews by other players just like you this week we are launching a brand new aspect of the website which is going to be our quick rating system this is going to be a way for users to quickly and easily rate a whole bunch of games at once uh and then we will continue to build this game database over time adding different genres different games uh that have come out fairly recently so this should be you know top of mind for most people uh but this is exciting because it's going to help continue to fuel the data that's going into the website help us shape the houses a little bit better and today, what I'd like to do to start off our gaming trends topic, before we get into our normal game discussions of what we're playing, as well as gaming news of the time, uh, what I'm hoping to do is that we can make a couple of predictions. I've got a list here of some, not all, some of the games that are going to be introduced in this week's quick rating uh, app that we're going to send out via email. You can get it on our email list by going to crit-rate.com. Um, and what I want to do is go through these games and kind of have small discussions about them to figure out where we think they might lie, how certain houses are going to react to them, and all of this type of stuff. How does that sound? Sounds great. Yeah. Let's do it. Predictions. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I've got a handful of games here, the first of which I think is pretty interesting, uh, a very well-known game, and that's Zelda Breath of the Wild. Surprising that we didn't put it in the first batch because it's kind of, you know, this unbelievably... Feels like a certified banger, but we'll see. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty confident it is a certified banger. I, I mean, honestly, when I think about all of the different uh, houses and some of the nuances to them, I feel like there's a bit of Breath of the Wild that appeals to everybody. Yeah, I agree. But I'll be curious, you know... <sighs> Except maybe the Bravadiers, only for the fact that there's not really a competitive multiplayer portion to it and it's much more like i mean they're also into like faster paced games and like i feel like I don't think it's this is much paced. more experimental uh, more experimental a little bit slower and a lot more about Curing like not feeling yeah, yeah definitely sandboxy. well i, th- I think i th- think oh sorry go ahead. i think on some level we also kind of noticed that good games are good sometimes you really excellent like every house will it'll it'll float to the top um yeah. but it just sort of the recommendations do vary but yeah. on some level i think everyone will like it and then in certain houses it performs very very well yeah those will be interesting percentages to pull out like how many give it the love it versus the like it you right. know like because like i think about myself right? I'm, I'm an incendiary um and i enjoyed breath of the wild just as much as everyone else uh but i didn't do the things that I usually do in games, which is like go through and get everything right. because a lot of the, I did though, yeah, which yeah, is weird. Yeah. Cause like a lot of the collectibles and like the trials and all this stuff, they become very like trivial and kind of like 
non I thought they were interesting and super fulfilling. There was well, no achievements. It was heavy. It's, it's not even that there's no achievements. It's that like, you know, when you're finding the Korok seeds and all this sort of stuff, it's like the thing yeah. that it pays you back with is yeah. so minimal. Yeah, and it's like but it doesn't do, feel like it's contributing to a greater goal. You so, do so many stupid minuscule things in games when there's an achievement for it. That's true. Because you're working towards the greater goal of getting the platinum. Mm. That's true. Like it's it's a way of measuring your progress, mm. even if it is like a, a a tiny little task or whatever. Like that, I feel like that achievement for you is enough to be like, okay, I'm making progress. I am working towards something. Like mm. this is a a goal line in some level. I would some way that's or I would say that in some ways that's not like a across the board good because there are certain games that I think, are, and we'll talk about one. This was actually a thought that I had as I was writing this list up. Where like going through that process, getting everything, it's like fulfilling to like the OCD in me, but it doesn't necessarily make for a better game. Yeah, yeah. you know, right? It kind of like can pull it down a little bit, but yeah, Breath. Of the, it would be funny to see if like Nintendo games in general got pulled down a little bit for Ascendiaries if that was the case. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just just how much does that matter? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was actually not a huge fan of Breath of the Wild. I think I'm the only person. It was because it came out around the same time as Horizon, and you were like, ugh, rivals. Team Horizon. I'm I, I, that varsity I was, jacket. I was Team Horizon, yeah, but were. it wasn't why, like, because it was just a game that kind of appealed to me more. Hmm. Something about when when a game is so unstructured, it's, like, unsettling for me. Yeah, right. You need a little You're bit like, more of a the plot point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, it, it that, and I do have, like, I think my next highest house after uh vantages is a sundiary mm-hmm. like i and it, it doesn't i feel like it probably would appeal the least mm. to that house like there's not there's no kind of competitive nature to it and that's great for some people it is, a, it is <laughs> but interesting. it's not like for me i feel like i i felt like almost like you just like plopped me in the middle of an ocean and i just was like like lost yeah like, right like yeah. this feeling of kind of just like not knowing where to go or what to do i was like it was like stressful yeah this, this will be interesting like so as people review games when you go through the quick rating system you'll be able to just drop your like it love it leave it but if you actually dive into the individual pages for these reviews you can actually write de- like a detailed full review right. where people can see what your actual opinions are and within that space i think seeing the nuances between how people write about the game i think can help indicate some of those trends so like i liked it and objectively i recognized that it was you know doing new things and that it was doing things in in such an innovative way and it was like such this milestone in gaming that like should not be understated but i was like i i i I, yeah i don't i guess why i played this because it was a zelda game and i love zelda and because it was the game of the year and it changed the industry. So I feel like it's important for yeah. me to play it. But like, mm. it's good to be educated about it. But like, it's interesting too because like that game did get hit or like a little bit of flack because the story was so like eat it as you want kind of situation. You had to like mm. seek it out. Yeah. And it was like they sit you, they situate you with like a, an interesting like backdrop of that game to feel kind of like immersed in like this world but that story is a backdrop like the main part of that game i would say like for a lot of people at least in the beginning until they started unraveling a lot was like the mechanics of like the climbing and the sprinting and the swimming and like the throwing mm. shit and like oops sorry that, for that's cursing interesting. <laughs> that's interesting because i i almost look at that as like the you know those are like the brushes that you paint with but yeah. like the canvas is like the world you know what right. i mean so it's almost like 
I, I don't I don't know. I feel like the the Curionauts will probably lean a little bit more towards like uh, this being positive because it is so sprawling. You know, like yeah. it, it is a world that you can do anything in. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's have what they... so much kind of creativity. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not a creative person. Yeah. <laughs> I am not an idea man. I am an executor. Like, uh, I, yeah, yeah, that's I true. Actually, hate, yeah, for sure. Like being in a room, being like, let's come up with an idea. I'm like, no. Yeah. You guys come up with the idea, and I will refine it. I'll tell you how to <laughs> right. plan it. Like, I will project manage it. But like, I do not want to be the person yeah. that is has this pressure to come up. Even like naming a character in a video game. Like, I don't want the pressure of like having to come up with a creative name because then it's not creative and then I like judge myself on the fact that I this is just a skill I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> every every <laughs> text box person. is gonna say Murph now. If you Murph? Name the character Murph, I don't know. Okay. So it's just it's so sorry. Yeah, that's reasonable though. Alright, let's let's move to the next game, which was actually another game of the year contender, but I think this one's gonna be uh, well, actually, one game of the year, but I think it's going to be a bit more contentious, uh, which is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I did. Um, yeah. I feel like this game is going to resonate the most with the Vantagists and the Bravadiers because of the, like Hard. there's so much there's so much tactics involved in how to play this game. Yeah. It is a very mechanically driven game, and then not saying that that is the primary goal there. But when I think of Vantagist, my mind goes to stealth games you know figuring out how to approach things and a lot of what you're doing in Sekiro is like observing and mm. then executing yeah it's you know? like a, a knot that you're constantly slowly unknotting yeah so I feel like it's going to resonate a lot with that and I think for Bravias it's just going to be the sheer like you know <laughs> will I let the game beat me or will I beat the game right. kind of thing you know um yeah I don't know what do you guys think it's interesting. I, I do think there's a little bit of stuff there for the Ascendary too, because I mean, though it is primarily, I, I think only single player to the fact that like the scenes of the boss battles are like super epic. Like I do really enjoy that. I would say mm-hmm. like, I mean, the game being like such a, a difficult game means that a lot of people who like enjoy that level of difficulty will primarily like, like to start to like solve these problems and these challenges as they go so maybe mm-hmm. ascend the area too curing on galabander um, story-wise i think the story is very nice um but it is a hard game yeah yeah i as a galabander did really enjoy it i did beat it um and i like but you lean very uh bravadier after your advantages Van- right? actually advantages yeah. and bravadier less in Curinot, surprisingly and um surprisingly. and Ascendiary. Ascendiary, right. Like zero to Ascendiary. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't give a crap <laughs> about finishing all the stuff. I just want to play my game. But anyway, um, long story, yeah. But besides all of that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I as a Galabender, I really enjoyed it, I suppose. So maybe that means something to you yeah. guys. It would be interesting. Not much, because yeah. like, as, you know, in regards to other Souls games, it's like they're, it's lacking the, it the is multiplayer Souls element, game. you know? Yeah. There's a little bit of a, like a, I don't know, a, a club associated with Souls games that I really like being a part of. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the Galavander part of it. Yeah. It's super, it's the meta of the <laughs> game itself. <laughs> okay, it's so Souls community. next one I have on the list, not a certified banger, but uh, an interesting game, an important game, Final Fantasy 15. Mm. What do we think? Oh, is the MMO. Ha- not the no. MMO. Final oh, Fantasy sorry, 15. not the MMO. The four guys the, the in the car. The four guy bromance. Yeah. 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 The bachelor party ongoing for many hours yeah i think this is where people's personal taste is going to take a lot of effect because like i think objectively speaking it's not a very good game but like i personally i just have a a, like a big love for final fantasy games and there was a nice sense of progression in it 
You know what I mean? Your your characters develop. I every now and again I think about like setting up camp in those games. Yeah, and I, like I like the and camp part seeing a lot. the meters go up and all this sort of stuff. And that <laughs> that felt really good to me in those moments. Liz um, is shaking her head right now. She could care less. No, when you I go to the hotel so and then you couldn't care less. You get yeah. the experience multiplier when you go to the hotel. Like I love that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um. So I think there are elements of the game that are very I good. Remember that. <laughs> I totally forgot about it as well, but I will say, I don't know like, if I ever stayed in a hotel. Oh no, it's the it. It makes you. Oh gosh, it's great. Yeah, no, you get like multipliers when you yeah, wake up because you like get Final base experience if you camp. But if you're more comfortable, like if you stay in right. the good hotel, yeah, like you the, get like beach two one X or three X experience. Yeah, the beach one is exactly the, right. Yeah, Casa so de la Sol ish thing. I mean, okay, I will say from my point of view, like the best parts about that game were honestly the NPCs. I didn't get through it. I mm. really didn't. I. I I bored myself with the idea of camping and talking to my fellow bachelors <laughs> of the entire game. And like for some reason, that was interesting to me, walking around and driving and listening to old Final Fantasy music. And then I just dropped off of it. I don't know. Yeah. The- Did I like it, though, overall? Yeah. It was an okay game. If I was to tell my past self something, I would say, like, you should probably just leave it and play something better. Yeah. I mean, there are, like, logically speaking, like, if we went as, like, binary as we possibly could, this game would likely appeal to, like, the Curionauts, right? Because it's It's a wide, vast exploration. Vast, open world, interesting places to go. But you look at it, it's like... Not that much you can do it, like, creatively or experimentally. Like, it's pretty rigid. Well, it's also just, like, in general, a bland game. So it's like, does core mechanics or you know things like that supersede you know yeah. just like a, a generally poor reception the mechanics you know suck too yeah, i mean they were as good as maybe like kingdom Hearts. do you remember <laughs> do you remember jumping up and down trying to pick something up that was terrible i think more so the like magic the consumption magic that part was also make, all right, you're right. Terrible. No, no, like, it was it was hurting your friends with the magic, and yes. the fact that items were absolutely required in all combat. Uh, I should have been thinking about this question when. And the, then you know, like you would fight people, you just had to had to kind of hold down like the attack button, and then you'd hold down the dodge button. You just like woo, woo, yeah, woo, woo. <laughs> so yeah, fast. yeah. Okay, you're right. Avoiding I mean, every attack, like it was not. So does I feel like looking back on it, I like hindsight is twenty twenty, and like when that game first came out, I was like I, I was so amped for a Final Fantasy game that I was like, yeah, this is great. It's open world. It's gonna appeal to like everything I like in games. Yeah. And then it was just like after I played it, I was like, this game blows. A game like, with <laughs> a, <laughs> a game with a single bad mechanic drives me crazy. Drives I, me crazy. I, I will say that that I should have been thinking of Final Fantasy fifteen when I answered that question on the yeah. survey. Mm. Yeah, it. I'll, How can I'm, you hit your own teammates with your magic, and you can't even bad. control them to get away from the, the enemy? Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful looking game. It, it feels like it has the ingredients, and then it just like it just petered out. And yeah, it just did not fulfill what it could have been, and also the story sucked. Yeah, you're right. All right, okay. I take it back. The fishing was great. Next, game. <laughs> the fishing was really good. Uh, okay, next game, Kana. Bridge of Spirits. Mm. Kind of a sleeper mid-tier game. Yeah. I feel like the, the biggest like challenge here is that I feel like maybe not a lot of people played it. Like I I I mean we played it, right? Play yeah. it. But um You guys did. Alex played it too, I Yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. Um generally a good game. From from like my perspective, 
very, very achievable type of progression. You know what I mean? Like it's, it was the kind of thing that gave you waypoints and stuff and you knew where to go, but it actually had like generally fulfilling combat and all this sort of stuff. So I think generally a good game, but I feel like it's going to land kind of mid tier for most people. Cause I don't know if it hits that sort of like love it territory. Yeah. And, that, and that goes across all houses, you know, I could see maybe cure nuts with the like fun, you know, brisk progression with the really beautiful, uh, you know, I guess exterior plus the, uh, yeah. you know, the, yeah, the heavily story. Yeah. I feel animated. like if there, it, yeah, if there's any house that would like this game particularly the most would probably be the Curie Nuts. I, I think I'd agree. Cause I would probably like, yeah, played it, platinumed it, did everything in that game. I'd probably still give it the like it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I don't know if it hits love it territory for me personally. Yeah. I think I hit love it territory for me. Yeah. I think, I, I think, well, I also think that year was not great for games. So I think it was my game of the year, but kind of because there were no other. But looking back on it now, out, outside of the time that it came out, like just thinking about it, like objectively speaking, would would you still give it the love it? I mean, I really enjoyed it. Objectively, I don't know if it's a love it game, but like that's not what our system's about, right? It's about like I personally really enjoy it and yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Much more so than Final Fantasy XV, <laughs> and honestly, more so than like Breath of the Wild. Mm. Like, I wow. would rather I would rather play Kana what? than Breath of the Wild. What? Well, well, Kana actually has like that good mid tier. Like, it's not overwhelming. There's not like all this craziness going on. It's like it's like fairly linear, but like in a good way. And you're rewarded with like nice story beats and good animations and satisfying boss fights yeah. at a nice steady drip. Kind of like know? a Russian and clank kind of it's totally the nice exactly. steady drip of like, and also like, I don't know. I, like this I, happens next. And I, then you get to this place. And I, I find are... that I am not very experimental and I like just kind of living in my box of yeah. like, I know what's happening. It's something that's almost like comforting. Like it's a comfort food. Like I just feel like, okay, I know exactly what I'm doing here. Like, this is such, like, a nice, like, <sighs> relaxing experience yeah. that I can have. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're not trying to throw you curveballs. It's more or less, like, you went through the tutorial. You know what to do here. How well can you do that thing? Yeah. yeah See what like, I, I, for some reason, I'm, I'm, like, not a person that needs something, I don't know, either, like, new or innovative. Like, I don't really need that to thoroughly enjoy my experience with mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's cool. And th- this is the kind of thing where it's like, you know, maybe not all vantages feel that way, but like yeah, by pushing in that direction, maybe this will be a good recommendation for somebody, you know yeah. what I mean? And they could find that comfort food. Uh, okay. Just a few more. How about apex legends, a personal favorite amongst our group? Definitely right. curious. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I yeah. mean, so it's interesting because it is like kind of like an open worldy kind of like exploration game, but it is dropped in by a straight up PVP deathmatch. Mm hmm. Kind yeah. of like oof, typical bravadiers sort of fodder, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, I would say like bravadiers wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, bravadier. <laughs> I would say there's like a, just there's an interesting feed to all of this kind of stuff. Actually, like, you're right. <clears throat> even on like a small scale, in Apex, like like souping up your weapons, right? Like to me, it's like I might not be the most like combatively inclined person. I'm usually the weakest <laughs> link amongst our group, which I'm happy to admit. No. Um, yeah, I'm pretty bad too. But <laughs> yeah, me too. But I will say the Alex most satisfaction that I have in playing a game like that is like when I'm 
hunting and finding the right upgrades. And once you get that fully like purple weapon, it's just like that to me feels great because it's like, again, it's like this, this progression. It's like, I've got everything. All the pieces came together. I did all the things that I needed to do. And now my character's perfect. You know what I mean? Like that feeling is like what makes me excited to play a game like that. So I'm wondering if that's going to resonate with uh, other audiences, you know, I think it might be one of those games where (laughs) it appeals to like, it can appeal to everyone for, for different reasons. Like it can appeal to the Ascendier and you for that. Mm-hmm. The Bravenier, obviously, and the like competitive multiplayer. But yeah. even like for me, Dalvanders for teamwork. You I, know? Like for me, I mean, I really enjoy it. But I think it's more the like tactical. Like I enjoy the game the most when it's like, okay, we see another team. How are we gonna? We plan out our attack. Yeah. It's like these people are gonna go this way, and like when you successfully take down that team in a planned way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like very much speaks to <laughs> how I like to play games. Like that is when I feel the best in that game. Like even like when we go in and it's like chaos and like we barely make it out with our lives. Like that's like, okay, that was like thrilling, but that's not where I'm <laughs> most comfortable. Feeling yeah. your best. Yeah. That's yeah. not where I'm feeling. It's like an Ascendier Bravadier. I don't feel uh, like I earned that. Yeah. <laughs> game. The hot drop specifically. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And the vantages will like bide their time and like seek out that one person that goes away from, their group yeah, so that I feel like Alex can... and I which is telling that we're the same house like I, I like to play that game very similarly yeah. like it's all about position and tactics but he's also very good at like the whole like quick shooting like playing on I've seen him play it's kind of insane he's and really he's good. Very good but he's Vanjus leading Bravadier so right. that, yeah. that kind of uh, makes sense too that does make sense I almost yeah. wonder this makes me think like those live service games are trying to appeal to like the greatest audiences so I'm almost wondering if they're like chemically designed to have something that appeals to all of the different personality types and Definitely. Some way, you know, because maybe somebody just really likes Mirage as a character, and that's how they get the curiosity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I mean, theoretically, a perfect game is one that satisfies satisfies all, all of these different. Mm, I would yeah. say MMOs. A lot of MMOs that I've played and still play, they cater to a lot of different types of. But I would say they're far from being a perfect game. Okay, so this one's on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, this hard. is a certified. Not banger. What's a what's a what's a, a certified a... danger? It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, we need we need something for like just a just a bomb. Just certified a, flop just flopper. A, yeah, I mean, but I mean, well, like certified. Madden, we Madden. Say it was, and I think people might review bomb it just based on how it performed. But from what I understand, if you go back and play, yeah, it when it is working. There's well. actually a pretty good game in. And there. here's the thing: I also know people that played it when it was at its worst. My yeah. friend Brendan. Shout out to Brandon. He played it on a base Xbox One, which was objectively speaking the worst way to play that game. And he left it with a positive experience because I think that because I think that gameplay style spoke to him. This is actually why I put this in this group, because I was like the consensus, generally speaking, is that this was a bad game. It was a flop. Hmm. You can buy it at Best Buy for five dollars. Yeah, right. But. Is there a good game under there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Be- beyond that aspect of it, for those that played it, would you generally recommend it? To me, it's like I my recommendation comes off of a, a bad experience, which is like my version just crashed twice. So it's like hard for me to, to go back to it. But my experience might not be the same as everybody else's. And there might be people that are, are within my within the Ascendiary house that had a great experience with it and it didn't crash for them. And then I might see what they have to say and be like, you know what? Maybe yeah. maybe that $5 investment that I made a year ago is going to be worth it. Let's give it a try. That's reasonable. You know? 
I would go back to my previous self and say, don't play this game. You're not going like to like it because you can't park the car on the side of the road without causing a traffic jam mm. and traffic jam in. And there's just, it, there's too many like emergent braking parts. Like the car, the, you shoot the water, it doesn't even about. work properly. And you <laughs> shoot the windshields, they don't break. It's like, come on, what are we doing? GTA did it better 12 years ago. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Mm. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Not yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> Would not occur to me to do any of those things. God, right. so upsetting. And the last one that we'll talk about is everyone's favorite certified banger, Elden Ring. Yep. Mm. Hmm. I have a feeling that everyone's going to love this. I mean, this is most likely going to be the best-selling game this year. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's for good reason. I think it's it's because like the live service element, I feel like there's something in this game that appeals to everybody. You know, even even Liz. <laughs> even if you're jaded by past souls games or whatever i feel like there's there's opportunity to find fulfillment yeah. in a game like this you know yeah. what i mean unlike other souls games i would say like the story is a little bit more forefront and you're seeing a lot more of it than in you know other souls games you don't have to look too hard but you i mean still kind of big but then also it's like a slow paced game when it wants to be and a fast paced game when it needs to be mm. um as far as like competition yeah from the multiplayer and solo play like you have it all and yeah. that said easy not easy i mean i would say but like, it could be easy there are tactics play that can cater to that with specific know? weapons right you eh, can, no i'm gonna shut that down <laughs> uh, you haven't really, i mean yeah no all right, all right, all right. Reasonably, I would say... Like, there, sure, there's ways, like, you could make it easy if you put in all this effort, find this weapon, and cheat, like, that's a lot of work to yeah, it to be easy. Yeah. That's not easy. That's still hard. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a grindable thing. I, I look at it as more... Yeah, but grinding is not easy. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's called grinding for a reason. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a, like a negative feeling. Yeah. <laughs> You're not really yeah. enjoying it. It's, it's a pathway to manually adjust the difficulty. That That's, in my mind, what grinding is, if, you know? Let's I say, think if you... Like, I feel like we're going through a lot of the trace, and it does appeal to both sides of a lot, which is why I agree. Like, yeah. definitely perform very well everywhere, mm. except yeah, probably the except, yeah, except, except probably the easy versus hard trait. Yeah, I think it's definitely hard, and uh, like there, uh, yeah. If it no matches, <laughs> if it, if you if the game itself can fit, if those Elden Ring pants can fit the other six of the seven traits for you maybe it would be worth your time. Right. But it's mm -hmm. up to you to make the decision. Yeah, I would say like it does have uh, a place for almost all houses. We'll see whether or not it's a CB. I'm going to stop saying that. It's terrible. It's a certified banger. <laughs> <laughs> I like certified banger. Critical hit. Yeah, I like... Oh, yeah, we should probably we'll just see say if that. It'll be <laughs> critical hits. We'll see if it'll be David. a critical hit. Yeah. All right, guys. So there will be David. these as well as many other games that will be coming through in this next quit uh, quick rate session. Check out for an email from us. If you're not involved in Crit Rate yet, go to crit-rate.com, get your gamer house, rate some games, and see as the website continues to develop. We're going to have new features and stuff rolling out over time. We'll be sure to discuss them here. Uh, for those that have participated in written reviews and rated a bunch of games, thank you. And keep an eye out for that email. Now, let's get into the podcast is, is this Problem? the meat part? I mean, yeah, after, after, after the, the crit rate part. part, we talk about like, yeah. you know, us. Yeah. Let's, Let's talk about, about us a little bit. We talk about us. So, Justin, What's tell up? me, what have you been playing lately? Well, let me tell you, I've lost many hours because I've dove in pretty head first back into Elden Ring, but in a weird way, I'm just in this like one area and constantly helping people beat the boss over and over Which again. Which area? So, it's the flying dragon, like a castle in the sky with crazy tornadoes yes. area. 
and all I'm doing oh, the secret dragon. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not even the secret dragon, which I did beat. It's the, uh, it's all any of the places around this area. I don't know why I like it so much, but like, it's been a really fun, just like coordinating and talking and playing with I people know what that, you're doing. What? It's cause that's like, right. Like it's a, a ways into the game yeah. at that point. I chose, I changed. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to talk too much about it. Long story short, I'm just playing with people other than Alex, and I'm really enjoying it. Not saying that I don't enjoy <laughs> it playing with Alex, Love okay? Alex. That's really fun, but he's been away for a while, so I need to find other boyfriends to play with. <laughs> now I've been playing with all these other people, and it's been really fun playing with and trying out different weapons and stuff. You can't voice chat with other people, can you? No, I don't do that. Mm. Or I'm not sure if you can, but I haven't. Um, but it has been fulfilling and fun i will pick up triangle strategy again i just haven't had a chance to and then other than that i mean that's pretty much it okay liz how about yourself i'm still just working on guardians you, I was, ha- you have to be coming in near the end now you've been playing uh, for like well a month i was like we talked about it, i was pretty unwell last week so yes. i did not make a lot of progress on mm. anything other than uh real housewives of beverly hills on my couch mm. so. <laughs> i used to what work. is the uh, I'm sorry, we're getting off topic. But what is the joy of that of that show? Is oh, it like just, love, just drama? I love trash reality, trash reality shows. Is it I actually a reality, reality show? Are these people real? Yes. I mean, they're likely performing because they're going I mean, about they, their life. They're okay with just being I mean, like, the producers, like, they, they call the housewives ahead of the season. They say, like, what's going on in your life? And then they, they structure, like, some parts of the story to be like, okay, you are opening a restaurant. So that's going to be part of your storyline. And then, but I think the fights are... The they encourage them to have open and honest communication, which always leads to a fight. But <laughs> I feel like these cupcakes were pretty terrible and you didn't try. Yeah. But I, I was, there was like some behind the scenes on one of them that like, uh, on, I think it was Vanderpump Rules, that one of the cast members was saying like, look, you know, it seems kind of silly when we talk about it because the stakes are like much lower, like in a reality versus a, you know, scripted show. Like on that scripted show, like, yeah, sure, that actor is dying, whatever, super sad. Right. And like, I'm going to be buying a pair of shoes, but that guy's not really dead, and I got to really live with these <laughs> pair of shoes. That's <laughs> so hilarious. Like, so, like, you know, it, it's a different kind of, it seems so much less dramatic, but all this stuff is really happening, which makes it more dramatic. This sounds interesting i honestly think it would be funny to see just as a consensus later on down the line when we have all the houses like pretty prolific at that time see what tv shows everybody's into <laughs> for a house that would be yeah, interesting I think, to I see think we can find out uh, i think, every, Hills I think everybody's had a spell with reality tv at some point so, i yeah. certainly no. got my dose of flavor of love back oh, <laughs> flavor of love. Oh, yeah. back in the day so no. yeah that's okay. my that's my guilty pleasure oh, jesus is it's, reality tv that's shocking. When I, I used to love, this is going to sound really weird, but when I was sick, I loved having sick days from like school and all this sort of stuff because that was like, now I can just unapologetically play games all day and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. I watched you know? Little Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Franklin. Little Bear. <laughs> I watched oh Face, I'm sick, Nick I don't Jr. Like, like to play video games. Mm. I kind of just like to exist. Right. I love kind of melt into my parents' bed. Yeah. I, I actually like, I man, I have a weird thing with watching TV. If I'm like, I can't watch TV by myself. If I'm like sitting watching TV by myself, I'm most likely sleeping. But like, what? What? That's so weird. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't, there's I watch rare, Bob's Burgers by myself all the time. There are Dude, movies, rare exceptions. I, well, like the Bob's Burger movie? Yeah. yeah. I watched it already. It's a flop oh. apparently. Yeah, forty three thousand, uh, forty three million dollars, but it took forty three, forty six million dollars to make, and like, so now it's all on all of the uh, yeah, streaming services. It's not bad. I like the movie. It's not. It's a long okay. episode. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we're talking about not games. Let's keep going. Yeah, I was just saying with like, there's Sorry. rare exceptions that I uh, 
can watch a show by myself. I just don't watch TV. Yeah. I just really don't. Just YouTube videos and... I, I binge a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, like, yeah, it's watch me. Like, the way that you watch YouTube videos, like, if they're, like, in the background while you're doing other stuff, I would put, like, a reality TV show on. Yeah, yeah no, I, Like, I, if I'm, I'm like, it. literally, like, if I'm, like, at work typing stuff out, whatever, like, sorting cart or, like, something, like, I, instead of listening to music, I'll listen to, like, a TV show that I've You know I've what it is? It, times. It's, yeah. a, it's, like, YouTube videos, I feel like, speak to, I always want to be, like, this, Don't this, you want to, like, sit and pay attention to them if they're new? Well, this is the, this is the thing. It's, like... How do, how do I describe this? Because there's no way that this is going to sound right. So, it doesn't have to be. Okay. Yeah. So, this is a safe space. Yeah. I, it's safe. not. <laughs> <laughs> I often only really like want to watch something if it's like developing my understanding of something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's Like, cool. I watch a lot okay, of, like, yeah. science videos. I watch a lot of things about games. Like, I think half the reason why I know all this bullshit about games is because I watch a lot of videos that uh, that talk about this kind of stuff. And when I play games, you I feel like... You watch a lot of, like, random fun fact video. Let me tell... Yeah. Fun fact about that. I've watched I this can, whole video series. I can <laughs> tell you all kinds of wild stuff about roller coasters. Yeah. I can tell you all kinds of wild stuff about murder mysteries. Like, it's great. But, um... And when I'm playing games, I feel like I'm developing a certain skill. I'm achieving something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I'm watching a show or like TV, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. I feel no. like I, I feel like I am on full passive mode. And that that's like I really like it's like concerning to me. It's like it's like concerning yeah. because I'm like I like if I'm not doing something to advance either my understanding or my ability or like my position in something that I'm wasting time. So it's yeah, like a very such an incendiary. No, but life. that full, full, I mean, honestly, I think that is what it is. Cause like when I watch shows, it's like half the, the shows that I have watched or have felt compelled to watch or like movies or something. The only context that it makes sense for me to, to watch those things are because other people are talking about it around me and I need to sound educated I, about it. I, I Totally understand this 100%. Like, yeah. I, when I, like, watch these shows, the reason is my guilty pleasure because I feel like I am doing, like, I'm, like, ugh, I'm, like, doing nothing right now. Like, I'm achieving nothing. This is such a waste of yeah. my time. I have to, like, talk myself into, like, I'm just going to let myself. So when I'm sick, I have to let myself, like, you know, yeah. do whatever because I can't be educating myself. But normally, it's, like, if I have an hour, especially, like, if I don't have a baby or something, if I have an hour, I'm going to sit and watch TV. I was, like, I have to watch something purposeful right now Yeah, yeah. that, like, either... I'm gonna like this is a show that people are talking about like it's acclaimed in this way like mm -hmm. it's something that's gonna like is either like part of the conversation yeah it's gonna or, be coffee like, table conversation yeah you like, know? So, yes absolutely you know, like, I'm achieving something in watching this show mm. yo okay so this is crazy if we were to talk about it in the sense of like crit rate gamer houses for a second right, right? I would say like a lot of the TV shows that I watch I tend to, and this is something that I've talked to my sister and her boyfriend about like extensively, but like a lot of the things, I call it director vision. I really enjoy going through all of the dialogue and seeing what people are saying and like where their tendencies lie and then seeing how aligned to that they are. You know what I mean? So it's like, for instance, in Bob's Burgers, you start to see like these characters and they have specific personalities. I just want to know if all of the lines fit within those personalities and whether or not the the tree branching dialogue falls in a specific way. These are the things that I'm starting to like pick up on on TV and movies especially. So now I'm starting to judge movies pretty harshly if they don't follow what they were supposed to like you set up a character like this but then he said this thing mm. and then that was never referenced later on and or that feeling was never seen again so like that was wrong this movie sucks yeah i feel like people notice that stuff a lot like breaks in character or like things that people do that just like don't 
add up. This is so one of the, but one, it's also Khaleesi. but it's also like it's yeah also, no I mean it's a good it's a good example but there's also a language behind the which all the cinematography and the camera and how they're telling the stories from what angles from what characters from what angles of the room it's like it's fascinating to start thinking like every decision made was a decision made in a movie mm-hmm. you know you know what show you would like and this was probably the last purposeful show that I like really watched and it came as a recommendation from Allie because Allie watches like a lot of shows yeah. and she, like I kind of listen to everything that she says and I'll sort of like cherry pick the things that have floated to the top the one that I have not watched yet that she's like she, she's like kind of like disgusted with me that I haven't watched yet is Killing Eve have you watched that it's pretty good she's saying that it's like on a totally different level did you really? watch all of it I did not finish it so she I says it's on a totally it. different level so I'm like okay like that's something that I want to prioritize I got there I think there's three seasons and I got through the first I think there's four are, are there I yeah. think I got through the, the first the most two. recent one just dropped on something yes um, which I think is the last yeah one but she's she's saying that that's like next level TV so I will likely watch yeah. that next the one that came I before that little, I don't know I feel like it's in a bit of a weird place now. I feel like it's one of those shows that escalated quickly. Like it had like very high stakes. I don't want to know anything about it. So, so I'm not sure. So if she says it it remains good, then I would I'll trust her. She fully finished it. Like I remember, she was like maybe I'll go starting multiple free trials to like A and E or whatever the fuck or like uh, I I don't know. (laughs) Well, whatever it was before it was on Hulu because it was like it was locked into a certain whatever. Uh, But the last one that she recommended very highly. Uh, which I did watch, which Justin, I think you should watch for exactly this reason, uh, is Ozark on Netflix. I so to watch. It's a very stressful show. It's an extremely <laughs> stressful show. A lot of things going on, the, and I'm just like, he's just an accountant. Leave him alone. Stressful dude, shows are that, stressful. I, I can't. That character, though, specific, like to, to the point of what you're talking about, that is, and like I don't necessarily look for that in shows, but when I left like the end of season one and season two and season three, like every time I'm like. That character is so unbelievably consistent. Yeah. Everything yeah, yeah. he do does agree. and says makes total sense and is perfectly in character. His priorities and are always aligned and the decisions he exactly. makes are always based on He never that. does anything weird. Yeah. Who's it's the like main, is it Jason Bateman? Mike, Michael Bluth, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rest of Development. Yeah. Jason, yes, yeah. Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah. I do love Jason Bateman. He's He's got excellent. range apparently. He's excellent in yeah. that show. Now, granted, I'm telling you, the first like three episodes are very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, see, I don't like stressful shows though. Yeah, this the show's like, like bad. The, like the first episode will knock you out if you don't like stressful yeah, shows. I don't I I don't know. I feel like I've reached a place in my old age. Oh, shut up. Where I'm done the with The tender age shows. of 31. I had the, I had yeah. that I'd honestly also like the way I consume like stories is I look at them so this is going to sound cliche, but I look at them very differently now that I'm a parent. Like I yeah. feel like when you I used to watch shows I would see the main character and I would think of myself as that character. Like, yeah. oh, what if I was in this situation? Or, oh, what if that happened to me? Like, yeah. I had you the... think of that as in like life events too. Like when you see, oh, my friend's getting married. You think about like, oh, how are you going to do your wedding? Or what, like stuff like that when that happens. Sure. And then when you become a parent, like you think of everything in the way of like your kid. It's oh like my God. So a perfect example of this. And I, I'm trigger warning to everybody <laughs> listening right now. But like I watched these true crime documentaries or whatever. And this one was... And I'm sorry, like this deeply upset me when I, I like watched the whole thing. I, maybe, I don't need to know. Okay. It has to do with a baby <laughs> no. lo- losing their life no. in a very unfortunate way. Yeah. And like. That's all the details. Nor- normally <laughs> I could I could hear about something like this and I'm like, you know, and it, 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 there's like a separation that you create where you're like, yeah. this isn't, you know. Yeah. 
But like for whatever reason, when I heard this, I'm, I was so deeply affected by it. Where yeah. I'm just like, this, this is the now change. when I watch these shows and I see something bad is happening to her character, or even something good. Like if I see a show and like someone's getting married, I don't think about like my wedding. My wedding's like done with. I've sort That's of passed those milestones in my life. I think about like, oh, someday when my son gets married, you can no like, longer relate. Yeah, mm. like I relate every story now in relation to like, what if my son was in that situation as opposed to like, what if I was in that every situation? Every handsome single man in a character, in a story, <laughs> you should think of me and then just think of me That's in right. correlation to that movie. And All that right. is why I do not like stressful shows anymore. Because <laughs> it, it is much more stressful to think of things like stressful things happening to yeah. your children. That's really Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when I was watching Saw, I definitely saw myself as the saw guy so like yeah, I, 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 actually, I did have a moment like this with horror movies i used to love horror movies but now in a lot of ways i find horror movies deeply upsetting um interesting anyway so yes i have noticed this about like as people always like how have you changed a parent i'm like i don't think i've changed very much but that is one way like i definitely consume things and stories completely differently now so yeah. when you watch De- uh, Desperate Housewives or whatever. <laughs> Where are we in the relatable spec? All right, we don't want to talk no, about that. No, because in that show, they're all the mothers, so I right. relate with them. Yeah, now. yeah, and that's what I yep. used to think of them as my mom, and now I think of them as. <laughs> yeah, Deborah, <laughs> you tell her her cupcakes oh. suck because they do suck. Hundred percent. I used um, to be like, oh, these crazy moms. Now I'm like, these crazy me's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not so weird after all. Um, okay, so I'll get into my games because I've played. At least three. This yeah, is the running always, theme. Yeah. Um, the first thing, I just need to make a note on this because I'm having a crisis. Crisis. Okay. I'm having a crisis. Crisis. Okay. Uh, I've been playing The Quarry and right. I'm on You're not my... not done yet? No. Yeah. And I'm on my That's final crazy. playthroughs. And you're trying to kill everybody. Oh, uh, right. So I did kill everybody. I saved everybody and I killed everybody. And now... does the game just end? No. There's and more? And it's like there are other things that you have to do, other... Trophies. pathways and the trophies that you the, the trophies require you to do things in different ways right and I've, is there a chapter select there is okay but the chapter select does not work in the way that you think that it does and it's, it's the worst the way possible so it's like so one of the things that you have to do are get collectibles right if you chapter select it deletes every collectible up until that chapter and then you have to recollect them all as you go through uh, and there are cool. two collectibles that you are locked out of if you choose two different paths at the beginning so the first time i played through the game i didn't look up anything so i was just like oh, i'm just gonna blow past i'm just gonna do my best turns out my best was not good enough <clears throat> and now one of these if i wanted to optimize my last two playthroughs i have to play from the very beginning of chapter one and meticulously pick up everything in one path and oh do and do a meticulous series of events to make certain things happen and then that'll complete that run then i have to do another run from the very beginning to then recollect all the same items again but take a different path at one point to get another item and do a specific series of events and i'm at this point where i'm just like I want this trophy. Are you going to do it? But like, fuck me. I don't want to play this game anymore. You know what I mean? And it's not because it's a bad game, but it's just because I'm like... It's because you played it three times already? This is, well, <laughs> this is the this is what I'm saying, where it's like the trophies are making me dislike this game now, yeah. as we okay. talked about before, right. where it's like I, I really enjoyed my first playthrough and I thought it was awesome. But now that I'm on my third and you can't skip cutscenes, I'm like... You can't skip cutscenes. You can't even fast forward no, the cutscenes. Yeah. Oh my! So I'm God. like, I I know everything that happens. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it's painful to go way. through it at this a, point. I guess we're cursing now. Oh, and did then, I curse? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you twice already. And then B, I will say 
this is why I'm not an incendiary. I don't give a crap about any of this. Yeah, like, why would you want to? Why would you mm. want to waste your time playing the same game knowing that you're not enjoying it? This yeah. doesn't sound fun at all. Sometimes was, you got to put your happiness first. I got it, and, and, and I and I have because Maria Kondo this stuff. I I switched I switched to a game. I don't I didn't say that I'm done with it. It's gonna be like maybe I'll do a chapter here and then move to something this else. lifestyle doesn't sound sustainable right i can't believe you that sounds condescending so the, you have the time for this but like i literally can't believe that you have like i can't believe you could fit this into your day and still i can barely play video games as it is. Right? i wake up i wake up very early yeah you do i wake up yeah, very yeah. early i need um, that sleep so i like sleep yeah i wake up at it. nine <laughs> so the other playstation great. game i've been playing is uh klonoa Oh, yeah. Fantasy Reverie series. Just came out. This is a collection of Clono 1 and Clono 2. It is also on the website, so you can rate it if anybody here has played it. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, Check out the rating. Now, what's cool about Clonoa is it is a a character... um, Eventually. It's a mascot platformer from the PlayStation 1 era. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game was kind of a sleeper hit on PlayStation. Actually, the original disc for the PlayStation 1 version is like $500 at this point. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. but the version that they're using, of course, soft flex. <laughs> but the the version that they're using in this series is actually a re-release from the Wii. It's like the Wii version, which is like fine, but it's just like it looks a little weird. And they added these cutscenes that don't really make much sense. But the game itself is still really fun. It's just like a two D platformer collectathon where you like use a little hook shot to grab people, and you can double jump and throw them and stuff. It's a fun game, um, not requiring much brain power, which right. is kind of what I'm after right now. Right. Um, but it's a collectible thing, and it's nice to see you know you get the complete. I don't understand. On the if you want to collect things, you should just finish the quarry. Mm. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is my this is my struggle. Um, Let it go. Still playing Cuphead. Cuphead is excellent. The new Cuphead uh, DLC. It's just great. Yeah. Every boss is so good, and it's yeah. like it's remarkable how fun it is. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing that I'm playing, and sorry, Liz, but I've been playing. The beta for Overwatch 2. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, hey, yeah. You, know, you can give that beta to somebody? No. Yes. What do you mean? Each time, if you get selected for a beta, I saw I was look, looking at something. If you get selected for a beta, you can choose somebody else to give his you. Oh, you play want with it? Them. After yeah. the podcast, I'll open it up and we'll do it. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, but I read it and I was like, I got to tell Justin this. <laughs> okay. I, I did not see an option to, otherwise I would have jumped on it. I mean, I, you probably have to do it like from your account, from your... Low, like my battle net or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like, how has it been? So, honestly, like, I don't understand why this game... Like, and I know this is the most lame, like, generic opinion right now, but the game feels exactly like Overwatch 1. Overwatch. There's literally Overwatch. no difference. You know what the difference is? Is that, like, D.Va looks different. And, like, that... Bummer. <laughs> I, li- I liked her old character model, and now she's got this weird hair thing going on. I'm just like, okay, like sure. They changed all of the characters via skins all the time, anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. but like, I don't, I don't know. But vanilla yeah, is vanilla. Skin has a different hairstyle, anyway. This one is particularly weird, and maybe it's just because it's I, like I've the beta base it. version. But like, I don't like it. <laughs> um, this is the only I, character that looks different that you don't like, or do, are there other? Characters I only really play as Diva. If I have an option, I'm playing as Diva like 99 percent of the time. Um. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of hard. But luckily, you're not Flash. seeing your own character. <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, I um, see. Oh, interesting. She's like the same person, but with shorter hair. But it's weird. It's like in a, it's like a, in a box. I don't know. It's strange. Anyway, but maybe yeah, she likes the it. game plays very similarly. Like there's almost no difference in how the game feels or looks. Frankly, a lot of the textures in the beta version look like shit. Like, and that's just objectively speaking. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh, I'll be better, everyone. I'll no, be that's better. Okay. Um, 
We should just curse. But the, sta- <laughs> the stages are the same and like all this stuff. Yeah. Or at least maybe I haven't seen the ones yet. And this is my first Does brush. It, like, was the gameplay any different? No. Are there any uh, like interesting quirks? There, there might be new characters. Some of the characters' abilities, I think, are a little different. So like it's a but DLC like, yeah, I mean, of they, Overwatch. They, they But they... <laughs> update the character's abilities a lot in that game to continue like com- like they are constantly rebalancing yeah this and, and this is why i'm like kind of unimpressed by it because i'm like i don't know if these things are actually new or whatever but like yeah i'm playing also, diva exactly played how- in a while so you don't have the comparison and, and to the- be like oh this is adjusted in the beta because it could have just been adjusted over time throughout overwatch 1. yeah like i know certain things and i hate this is like the the queue for roles it's like, this is not an MMO. Like, if I want three tanks on the team, there should be three tanks on the team. There can be one tank on the team. What is that? I hate that. I don't like that. Well, I, they, I mean, you can free play that, but this, you can't Well, I guess in the version that they have, you cannot do that. This okay. is just a In bit. free play, you can play however you want, but I, it was their solution to, like... I, I see I see everything that they're doing of, like, is including launching the new one as trying to bring and keep players on and create like the best experience while you're playing. And so mm. a, a big problem with the game is because it was such a large team, it's a team of six people, and now they've got it down to five. There's a, a team of, at the time, six people that you had to like, if you didn't have five other friends that played the game, you had to play with five strangers. And a lot of times you'd like go into a competitive play and you'd have a terrible match because you'd be with like one healer and six deep and five DPS people. And you're like, mm. oh, we're never going to win the game this way. And then it would lead to like, you know, fights and negative feelings on the team and yeah. like, you know what's great about apex is that it only sort of matters how what three characters you pick it's like smash brothers where everyone is sort of viable more or less viable in ultimate right i suppose but like in overwatch it does sound like you need yeah. specific in, in overwatch different. the abilities are like crucial and crucial incredibly more important than in in apex so then yeah. now we're starting to realize that there are some like like some people are either enjoying this or not enjoying it, and it's like, are people going to choose because of branding and like if, and nostalgia, Overwatch two to continue on with this kind of like level of multiplayer match matchup? I think or, this is what's in Overwatch one as well. Yeah, that's right. No, exactly. Well, that's what I'm assuming. It's just more of Overwatch one. But I guess the question now is like, is our mentality, our um, I don't know, our consumers, our gamers, like ideas of like what's actually fun, like just playing games and like be like I would say Apex Legends or Fortnite, where everything kind of like feels what's the word balanced right off the gate and you don't really have to worry about who you're playing with. I mean, Fortnite, you're playing I mean, by yourself, like but a, still, yeah, it's I, just a different kind of game. It involves a lot more strategy. Strategy. Yeah. It's more of like a CSGO work. situation. Yeah. So yeah. That's why like, in a, like if you, if you watch it competitively, it's very impressive when they're putting in all this yeah, effort and right. teamwork and like, you know, they drum up magic these, and they have like, like plays like strategies like you would have in like a football game or yeah. like a basketball game where they uh, say like you know these people go here now we're gonna execute this kind of strategy like it's it's quite similar to like a MOBA where all the characters kind of matter it actually, is I've a MOBA it yeah. is a MOBA it's oh. it's a first person shooter MOBA so yeah the general consensus as I understand it is but this it's is just... very similar to Overwatch one which yeah. is fine for me because I like Overwatch one yeah. it's just, it's and, just it, very... and if it was a game where if Overwatch 2 was a $60 release, then I feel like that argument or like criticism has a lot more weight to it. But the right. fact that it's like free to play is like... Just give it to me. So yeah. what? Yeah. I'll yeah. <laughs> I, I've just at, the, just... at this stage, all I'm saying is that I'm pretty like not enchanted by it. But I'm the, like, I've played this game. I know what this is. Like, 
the the effect like they're still saying the same things you yeah. know what i mean like this is just the beta nerf for this. yeah i mean she's just, just saying nerf this all the time it's like i get it <laughs> you know what i mean it was cute in 2010 when this game came out like wow that long ago it was a long time oh, yeah ago. i remember what what apartment they were living was well, let's find out it was definitely 2014 15 16? yeah that sounds right yeah. But this is just the beta for the multiplayer, correct? Like 2016. Is this the game that everybody was like, uh, I'm going to, they're going to have like a solo campaign situation? Yeah, so the, 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 the only real criticism when the first one came out was that there was no... There's so much story, but no actual storyline yeah, no or campaign. So now they're adding that in. So you the beta isn't testing that part out. The beta yeah. is literally like so just the multiplayer. That's also why a lot of people are like, there's this big criticism of it because essentially you're just playing Overwatch 1 and like the actual new content is not even there. Hmm. Makes sense. When is this game uh, slated to come out? No October. Yeah. Oh, that's not far at all. Okay, no, so the next two months, we'll see whether or not likeness has changed. This is a this is a beta, but is this like a timed beta? I don't know. I think the, so. One of the things says that it, if you buy some version of it, you get if you buy beta like the, access. the first battle pass with the whatever, you get these skins when it comes out, and also access to the beta. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got to get you on the. Got to hook you on the drugs early, you know. So anyway, <clears throat> I find that game pretty. Underwhelming at this point. Overwatch. Overwatch 2. Overwatching. Okay. It's whelms. It's whelming. So there's not much. Super excited about it. (laughs) So with our game discussions out of the way, let's get into the news. There's not much. So we're just going to kind of blaze through these. Some of them are are interesting, some not so. Um, First on deck, and this happened most recently, was Sony has just acquired a new studio, Haven. Uh, For those. To fill in the gaps, Haven Studios has not made any games yet. Haven Studio? Haven has not made any games yet. Yeah. This is the studio that's headed up by Jade Raymond, who is the previous uh, producer on the Assassin's Creed series. Mm. And it's kind of unknown what this studio is even good for right now, but He's Sony, had, Sony's lifting Sony it up know. like it's a big yeah. deal. So He's had to have shown them something. I mean... Jade is a girl. Sorry, she. Sony has been particularly good about acquiring companies that they've worked with for a long period of time in the past. Now this is like a new studio that has nothing behind it except for... And this is the second one that they've done this with. So it was Haven. the first? The one at the Game Awards? Oh, and then there was like a weird near-jerk reaction after Xbox said that they were buying... No, this was... No, this is after this. No, but like you remember this thing where Jeff Keighley gets somebody on stage and they're like, "So, so tell everyone who you are. And they're like... Oh, we're I can't even remember the name of the studio. They're like, Oh yeah, we're oh Deviation. They're like, Oh, Deviation Studios. And they're like, Cool. And they're like, We're so excited to be part of the Sony team and we're gonna make some great stuff. Okay. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And it was like, okay. Um But yeah, you're right. Sony the has other- a pretty good track record with I mean, all of their Era. partnerships have always uh, bore born bore fruit. Bore fruit. Yeah. I mean they've always they've always made have have bared fruit bared bearing i think bared is right yeah had born fruit babies anyway so (laughs) they definitely they definitely have always had like these studios make fantastic games like i remember i don't know whatever happened to uh what was it called not blue point there was like another they they acquired blue point yeah that was uh the demon souls remake people right they're the remaster people that's right so there's them they got uh what you call it insomniac which was a big get sucker punch big get punch you know yeah but these were again they they essentially operated in second party capacity for like many many years Mm -hmm. they've proven Um, themselves worthy 
except that one time that Insomniac was like, we're going to make Sunset Overdrive. I heard and that. So he was like, was like, all right, all right, calm down. Yeah, come right, back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Next piece of news. This is particularly exciting for me and no one else, but uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 is finally coming to PlayStation 4 on August 31st. The game's been out for like years. I didn't even know Japan. that it was coming to PlayStation, and I played it a little bit on Xbox, and it was like fine, but I'm stoked to have it on PlayStation. I will certainly be playing that game a little so bit. So it's going to be like globalized servers too, so you're going to yeah. be playing. Yeah, cross-play with PC and with mm. Xbox. I mean, is it like... I would, I would play that game. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Fantasy Star is great. Yeah. I really like Fantasy Star because it's like an active battle yeah, MMO. Plus you're playing with people. Exactly. And it's free to play. Yeah. Love it. And it's free to play? Yeah. We should definitely play that. And I don't know if Liz would like that that much. But let's just try it anyway because it's free to play, cool. right? You, free you, to play. You, you I'll play be, Overwatch if you try you could be a sweet. <laughs> you could be a sweet robot person and like it's great. You could be a hunter. Robots aren't people. You could be a foe. <laughs> Foes are like force users. They're great. Oh, love it. Um, you like Star Wars? I do like Star Wars. <laughs> this is true. This has nothing to do with Star Wars. I know, I know. <laughs> but it does take place in space. <laughs> um, okay, well, next one. Then. <laughs> Did you guys see the weird out of left field first party nintendo game announced in the last few days i did not I yeah. Did, yeah so kirby's dream buffet was announced for summer 2022 so it's like a yeah. cooking mama mixed with kirby collaboration so it's like a party it's like a racing party game it looks really interesting actually it's like so do you remember um this is a weird one do you remember gourmet race on kirby superstar on super nintendo are we talking about like a third like third person like behind the cart type of racing you just straight up pulled that off of your shelf that was like three inches away from you gourmet race let me see this so gourmet race was a a stage where kirby is running and he is either increasing speed or extending the amount of time that he's able to run by eating food so in this one you play as multiple colored kirby's and you're rolling about picking up food i don't know what the purpose is there wasn't really that much in the trailer but it looked cute and weird it's kirby we shall see. Why does Nintendo... All right. It's Do just, weird stuff. It's so weird. Like, yeah. they can make so much money doing so many different things, and they just decide not to do it. Like, mm. anything. Like, I don't know. They don't even make GameCube controllers anymore, and people are still playing Ultimate. So, like, what do you do? It's a, it's a strange world. Thanks, also Justin. strange Nintendo <laughs> news. So, you guys remember when Mario Kart 8 was getting new tracks? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they released the first set and then stopped talking about it completely? Yeah. Uh, well, we got our first tease of when the next tracks are coming out. I only put this down. I know that you guys haven't even played the first set, no. which is we're a shame because they're actually excellent. But like you um, need the, and I, yeah, no, it's great. All I right. mean, honestly, I you should. also I should like racing games. I don't really. Hmm. I like, like Mario games. Kart is the only racing game I've ever really played. Sounds like and between all houses, it's a certified banger. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah. That's um, actually true. He yeah. performed very well. On Hundreds on four of the five. Bravadiers for some reason at a 98. Because also, like, who doesn't like it? I'm not going to leave it. Minimum, I like it. Yeah. Uh, minimum, it's positive. It's <laughs> a, a true. That's a true story. Yeah. So this story is particularly interesting, just in the way that it was announced. So it's not hard evidence, but there is a tease of when these things are going to happen because a Japanese Seven Eleven received signage advertising the Mario Kart expansion pass that's going to include these tracks. But there was a date. Somebody put like posted like the thing. And usually, like I worked in a GameStop or it was EB Games at the time. And when you get some of these promotional materials, it will include this like slip of paper or something on the packaging that says "Do not display until blank date." Right. Um. So that this had that on that that said "Do not display until." july 17th 
So some people are assuming that the new DLC is going to drop on July 17th right. or uh-huh. July 18th, maybe the day after or something. Four or five days away. Yeah. yeah. So we shall see. I will be stoked for when that happens. That's very I'm, soon. It's very soon. So do you just need the Nintendo, uh, like the booster expansion yes. pass? Yes. And how much is it more? I don't remember. And then if you stop paying for it, do you lose the tracks? Yes. Yeah, that seems bad. But you also get the Animal Crossing DLC. And you get the Splatoon DLC. I already bought that. And I you get the N64 that. stuff. And you get the, uh, 64 stuff the is Genesis cool. stuff. I mean, yeah, the 64 stuff just Ocarina got a little again. bit better, too, because they just dropped Pokemon Puzzle League on NSO. That sounds like some game that I totally don't care about. It's like Tetris Tech. Tetris Tech is great. Do you remember Pokemon Adve- Ad Dungeon Master? Dun- Mystery Dungeon? Yeah. yeah I have it on GBA. It was okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that series. <laughs> uh, good story. It was okay. Leave okay. It. This is a weird story. Did you guys hear about the drama that Kojima got in this week? Uh Uh-oh. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, so the way the story goes is there was a mistaken post. So uh, the prime minister of Japan, this is actually a a terrible story. The prime minister of Japan, his name is Shinzo Abe. Okay. Was. Justin speaking Japanese, well. Um, Sounds pretty good. He was assassinated. (gasps) So like somebody shot him, which is very bizarre. And very when they, bizarre. And oh, I did hear about that, but he's Japan, still alive. Especially with the strict gun laws that they have. Exactly. So, so the gun yeah, is actually right. like a fabricated thing out of like yeah. pipes and stuff. I think I remember reading yes. about this. Yeah. So when they, so there was photographs of the shooter, and a French news site mistakenly said that it looked a lot like Kojima, and like posted Kojima's pictures up. Wow. So now Kojima oh like God. flipped out and is like. This is slander. Yeah. This is messed up, or whatever. Yeah. And, I, and he's yeah. like pursuing, or the so intention of pursuing legal action, like came across the table. Yeah, he should. I would. Why Just a you? shocking thing. Yeah, say that you murdered the the prime minister of Japan. Are you? Uh, I mean, even was, was, it, was it a Japanese outlet? Because otherwise, that's racist. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it actually, is. yeah, that is racist. Right? Sure, I mean, imagine racist. if BBC came out with that and it's like, and here's the guy. It was, a, it was a French uh, yeah. news outlet. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh my god. Super yeah. racist. All right. <laughs> Racism is. Yeah. Even if you're not saying like it was him, if you're saying it just looks like him, that's still very, very, very poor taste. Yeah. Would you Google search Japanese guy? It's not okay. Yeah. You right. Do that. Like, what do you do? Like, come on. Anyway. Okay. A quick yeah. one. <laughs> on such a common stereotype of you you people all look the same. Do people <laughs> fact check their stuff anymore or do we just post it? Apparently not. Yeah. The thing know. is, if sometimes you look at the pictures, just... they don't even look the same. Yeah. 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 I feel like sometimes people just, with like, uh, I'm assuming it was like an internet article. I feel like people are like kind of so quick to post sometimes. Oh, no, it was like, a video. It was a video? Like, like it, was, it was a news broadcast. <laughs> And he's like coming in with Jeff Keighley and hanging yeah, out. He's like, this man. Some, well, it's like, like, it's intern, like, like uh, I'm sorry, Tom, can you pull up an image of Kojima? We're going to display. No, and they, and they pulled like these rockers. crazy ones where he's like pointing at like a picture of the dictator of Cuba and all this stuff. Oh, it's like, God. it's bizarre. Oh, um, they built context around that. That's even worse. Exactly. Right. Anyway. Um, Poor Kojima. So Final Fantasy seven. It's fucked. You want some new news about? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so uh, you want to hear some news about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Yeah, yeah. definitely, yes. absolutely. I didn't know there's news about this. So God, this this is attacked. it's not news, but there's something to it. Yeah. So it's gonna be the in news. It. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> the news around Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is that um, it was essentially the uh, Square Enix team substantiating why it's a PlayStation Five exclusive currently, and the reasoning that they gave is that. Uh, because they needed to utilize the PlayStation 5's SSD speed is what 
allowed them to use it. Now, wow. To compared me- <laughs> to being like also on PlayStation 4 compared to being on Xbox. Xbox. Exactly. Fridge. So, th- so, th- so this is where the weirdness comes in. Good question. And some people are speculating, and I think we talked about this briefly last week. But some people are speculating that there might be some sort of internal dealings between Sony and uh, Square, Square Enix. Enix, specifically because when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, it was offered as a timed exclusive yeah. for right. PlayStation, and it has still not come out on Xbox. And there's no word of when or how or if it's going to actually come out on Xbox. And now that the sequel's been announced mm-hmm. and it's a PlayStation Five exclusive people are getting the whiff that like potentially the deal has changed and 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 they have final fantasy 16 locked up and all this sort of stuff so they're like maybe there's more to this sony square enix relationship i mean they've had such a long-standing relationship and so many exclusives on Sony platform. Yeah, but Square has also released things on yes square Square i feel like with final fantasy yeah, specifically it's true. Yeah. has traditionally been like when it was Final Fantasy 15 was going to be on all that was all platforms, yeah. I did but that think, was like a big deal. Like, I did think was that was news. weird. Yeah. yeah, untrue and not the first time they did it. So Square's first relationship with Final Fantasy stems with Nintendo, right? And it was all yeah. Nintendo up to Final Fantasy VI. It was actually a big betrayal when they went to PlayStation for Final Fantasy VII, but it was strictly a technical play. And then the first one that was cross-platform was Final Fantasy XIII, which was this big deal for it to come out on Xbox. I do remember that, that. That was the first like, whoa, they're going somewhere else. And then they decided that was a bad idea um, up until Final Fantasy fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does Final Fantasy fourteen that did I don't come know out if that on Final so, fourteen really counts. Yeah, I that's guess on it does so, count. Yeah, that's on that's on PlayStation and PC. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess yeah, it was the those two. Then. Yeah. So I don't mean going back to forever. I mean yeah. more going back to like Final Fantasy seven. What yeah. about Kingdom Hearts? Is that on Xbox? Nope. No, that was also an exclusive. Final, yeah. Kingdom Hearts. No, yeah, yeah. yeah were, so that's I interesting. So they're blaming the technical play again. Yeah. So not in, technically. Yeah. I, I think not for all history, but I feel like there is a good amount of time and relationship that they have spent with Sony. So right. It is not overly certainly. surprising. I mean, they're certainly not going to suddenly go back to their roots and go back to Nintendo. So. Yeah. Well, I, well, here's the thing. I, I, they still have a strong relationship with Nintendo now. I yeah. mean, releasing Triangle Strategy and things like Octopath Traveler. Right. Like, so like, these, are, these are not nine. insignificant titles. I, they're not going to get Final Fantasy. Exactly. Um, not new but, ones. Yeah. They get little chibi Final Fantasy on there. They get the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remake. Yeah. Well, they you got know? they got well, seven and eleven. They're getting Crisis Core, so like that's that's not a small get. That's like, gonna be fun. <laughs> that's actually that's actually kind of interesting. Isn't that weird it, that I Crisis Core is gonna be on Switch? I played it on a PSP. Now I get to play it on Switch. Are you gonna play it on Switch or are you gonna play it on PlayStation? Ooh, definitely PlayStation. Right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's right. that feels right. Yeah, that does feel right. Yeah. It does feel Square. right. You start with an S, Sony. You start I want to hear the little yeah. twink when I press when I press on PlayStation D pad. Like, that's <laughs> twink twink. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, oh, that feels okay. right to me. Yeah. Last pieces of that's news. Correct. Did you guys see the RoboCop Rogue City trailer? No. It's awesome. Really? I heard it was actually very good. Thing. Really? It is yeah. awesome. Like that's Talk all. That's all I have to say about it. You're RoboCop. I don't have a lot of love for RoboCop. I saw. Of course, I've seen RoboCop as. Pretty much everybody has, but like playing, you've never seen Robocop? I always get him confused with the judge guy. Judge Dredd is not right. (laughs) He's got a, he's got a, I'm kind of young for Robocop. What's that? I'm kind of young for Robocop. 
Yeah, I mean, like, it, was, it, was, it was more like of like an mid, 80s. Mid yeah. 80s, yeah. Yeah, so like, I feel like there's a pretty large population of people that have not seen yeah. Robocop. Like, this, like the basis of Robocop, he's a robot, that's a cop. Yeah. I feel <laughs> and, like this and, appeals to people that are 35 and older. What's awesome about this Whoa, is it has, it has some cyberpunky sort of vibes. The main thing that got me is there's this section where it's it's a first person shooter. There's a section where like RoboCop in the movies, like you see him sort of like lock onto people and then like the gun just moves and he just like, sorry, I hit the mic. He just like shoots people. And in this one, you see him sort of like, there's definitely some kind of mechanic where you like lock in on somebody and just light them up and it just graphically and everything. It looks dope. Like would did recommend I that trailer. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I would definitely. Yeah. I remember you posting it in our chat and we just, yeah. didn't, I didn't listen. I didn't watch it. Yet. Well, cause like you see I've, it. I've never ro- seen Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. And I'm like, Justin, what like, are you yeah, throwing me garbage yeah. again? I'm telling you. I mean, have you, yeah. Have you worth watching. Robocop? What the show? I thought it was a show. It was a, a movie. It is a video game. No. Originally. Oh yeah. It was, it was a movie. movie. Yeah. It, it came out around like show. the Terminator era. Right. There's like two of them, two movies. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't even. Know. I just I thought I thought it was a show. There's you know, a Game Boy game. There's another game on Super Nintendo. Yeah, is, Terminator. Terminator as well was also kind of really young for that. You've never seen Terminator? I don't think so. That movie what? holds up. Yeah, I would good. totally now that I watch think Terminator. About it, like I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I have. Like I, I mean, that is one of the most shining seen... examples of like the strong female protagonist. Like that movie is so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Connor. Sarah yeah. Connor. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm very familiar with the franchise, and I've seen so many clips of Terminator. But yeah, you like, should watch that. If movie. I really think about it. I don't think I've actually seen Terminator. You I've seen honestly, part of the Jason one. would probably love that movie. You should watch that I'm movie. I'm sure he already Excellent. has seen it. The does. second movie is unbelievably good. Anyway, I don't know why I feel like I missed out on like. 80s movies in general like i like i have not who did you hang out with in college (laughs) this is where i got exposed to all like the weird movies that i've never seen before yeah back to the future was college people doing this to me where they're like you didn't see office space and i'm like no and then we watched office Office space Space. terminator like lethal weapon i watched that very recently lethal weapon is okay lethal weapon was a die hard i don't know they're the same thing air force one I Lethal? have seen Air Force One, but the reason I've seen Air Force One is because I feel like my mom showed me a lot of movies, and she loves Harrison Ford. So yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> that's yeah, I've seen Air Force One. Never seen Top Gun. Wow, yeah. I won't like it. Last probably not. <laughs> last two pieces of news. Another game was announced this week to a resounding, <laughs> and that game was Skull and Bones. From Ubisoft. Oh, Do we all remember Skull and Bones? No. Uh, the fighting... No. So Skull and Bones was the game that they basically developed off the back of the Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 4 Black oh, Flag right. pirate ship mechanic. They made a whole game about it. They, oh, they announced yes, it years yes. ago. Then it basically fell off the face of the earth, got delayed into oblivion, and then just out of nowhere this past week, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, Skull and Bones is not only still real, but is actually coming out, and it's coming out November 8th, the day before God of War. What a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> what a mistake. That, that's what you do when you know your multi-million dollar investment is going to bomb. But I don't understand why you, you want to blame some other reason. Uh, oh, okay, now that makes more sense. Because at first I was like, why, if you know it's going to do so poorly, why would you want to put it up against absolute failure? And mm. then this makes more sense. Because so you, you explain to excuse, your shareholders, you yeah. say, well, I don't know, man. Like, Yeah, who can compete with God of War? We had to hit our deadlines, and this is what they gave us. Why would they keep putting yeah. pumping money into this game? So just so we all know, uh, Skull and Bones, the way that they're describing the game, it, uh, this is a quote from, 
the back of the box. I don't know. <laughs> this is okay. how they described it. Enter the perilous paradise of skull and bones, inspired by the Indian Ocean during the golden age of piracy, as you overcome odds and rise from an outcast to an infamous pirate. Who cares? Uh, sounds pretty blasé, like generic pirate game. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it's going to be a... Um, that... Uh, boat mechanic? Boat mechanic. Yeah, yeah, Enough I heard. for them to make Black Flag. Pause. Yeah. I would say it was good. It was... Uh, to me, it was only as interesting as it was because it was a dynamic type of... Like, it was... It was a new way to play... Assassin's an Assassin's Creed. Creed game. Right. It's like you're playing Assassin's Creed and then it's like, oh, I could drive a boat. This is fresh and different. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it was strong enough to like create an entire game around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they essentially created Assassin's Creed 4 based on the yeah. like overwhelmingly positive response they had on that like small mechanic they had in Assassin's Creed 3. Hmm. Then they made like all the four about yeah. the boats. I guess when Which I re- was like, fine. Yeah. I was also in the camp of like, this seems fine. Yeah. I'm okay to interact with the game this way. Mm. I don't know that this really changed right. <laughs> anything for me. The, cr- yeah. the craziest thing about this is that this re- this is releasing in a post Sea of Thieves world, right? And it's like I, that's what I thought too. What do you like? That's it's just going to be a lesser Sea of Thieves. It, it, I think it's just yeah. Sea I mean, I don't has know. Its audience. It has its audience. It's got boat mechanics already. It's got right? like pirates. I mean. Nothing has said the low seventies to me more than this, yeah, right. You know, we'll see. although I am there's like a very subtle hum of interest on Sea of Thieves only for the fact that I've heard it's like resurgence is so good. Mm. Yeah. Um, but and I do like those kind of like sandboxy games. But I'd rather play Minecraft probably. Yeah, that's like I am now. It's not for me. Yeah. All right. Final piece like of water. news, everyone. Oh, this is the third final piece of news. I was say no, final. He said last two. Last oh, two. Yeah. Excuse me. This is the last one. Uh, a development in the world of E3. Oh, yes. E3's uh, ownership or has or has been now taken over by ReadPop. Do we know it's been taken over or is ESA who used to own E3 just saying like, "Hey, ReadPop, just take this and run." ESA still owns the branding for it, but right. the event is going to be completely run by ReadPop. And that's probably the so right thing. I think thing ESA to do. has almost no involvement in it at this point other yeah. than being like the brand controller. Right. Um I think this is a phenomenally good thing for those that don't know ReadPop are the ones that run <clears throat> all of the PAX events as well as Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, SDCC, NYCC, all yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, New York Comic-Con is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's like the biggest comic book convention in existence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I don't... bigger than San Diego Comic-Con in sheer number of like people that buy tickets. Yeah. I guess I just don't know exactly how this is going to translate into whatever it will translate into, but I'm very excited that there is going to be some sort of shakeup in this space. Yeah. I found it hilarious that right after this post went up, Jeff Keighley was like, just so everyone knows, we're (laughs) still doing our in-person event next year for Summer Game Fest. And it's like, okay. Jeff, come on. Yeah, come on. I I still think the branding for E3 is very strong. So provided they can do a really kick-ass event and like get people excited about it. If they just bring back the press conferences, like the proper on-stage press conferences, I will be so happy. I will be so happy if that happens. You need to really make it worthwhile for publishers to want to do that. I mean, at that point, I would say even five years ago, E3 was kind of losing steam already. This is even prior, like three years prior to COVID, like EA and such would like rent out their own places nearby E3 so they wouldn't have to pay like exorbitant prices. Like Nintendo at one point was like, I'm not even going to bother 
But maybe uh, that was because of the way that ESA was running it. That maybe. Said, like, oh, you're going to pay us to have the privilege of spending all this money to make a conference. You how, know? Like, yeah, how expensive must it be for them to go to E3 that they decided not to, but they still, Nintendo still showed up at every PAX event that we went to. Right, yeah. Like, what? Well, it's, it's definitely just some yeah. kind of ESA tax, like an E3 tax, like yeah. just to be there, you know? But, yeah, if I if you're, you're supply and demand, yeah. You know, if you are <laughs> yeah. overpricing your space, the people are literally just like, we'll just do our own thing. Like, you need to make the adjustment. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is going to move the needle in that direction. But what's also going to be exciting is that this is their opportunity to say, like, okay, it's in Reed Pop's hands. Show us how you're going to make this awesome, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I mean, if they're selling tickets now also, hopefully that will supplement some of the costs that they don't need to charge publishers as much to be at the event that they'll want to be there. Yeah, right. Mm. Maybe that is the key difference. <laughs> yeah. It, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah. Because, I mean, even when E3, like, when they first announced they were going to sell, sell general tickets, and we bought them, I bought them. Yeah. They were not, like... 2017? They did not sell out. No. Yeah, no. Like, when you get tickets well, they, for New York Comic Con, they sell out nine months in advance yeah like they are like we're gonna announce them on this date you have to be in line in queue get them right away and if you don't get them that first week you can like maybe get a thursday ticket that and, is like, everything else is sold out like for e3 i was like we can't go to e3 like it's in a month and i looked at it and they're like they still have tickets available and i was like yeah. what the fuck like that, yeah <laughs> that is that is yeah that's true i am surprised i mean given e3 at was the point very telling yeah right maybe people just weren't interested in it i don't know is it because it was also uh, in the middle of the week so it's like it was hard to true. it was very hard to go to i had to take off a whole week of work yeah. in yeah. order to do it as opposed to like your comic-con i take off like two days yeah yeah a day if i yeah. only want to go thir- once friday saturday sunday why is it only oh, oh it's obviously for a week because the press uh, like appointments like because it typically used to be only press so it's yeah. their job so it, it doesn't need to be on a weekend press and yeah. buyers from like big box stores like walmart and best, best buy and stuff yeah, like pax is for the general public so it's always yeah, thursday, thursday through sunday, sunday. Yeah. Yeah. i wish e3 i could it was tuesday wednesday thursday <laughs> i wish i could be there at the height of e3 when they were when it was generally not even about press but it was about like trades and talking about like selling their products selling yeah games, that was yeah. that was like early 2000s it must have been awesome because you're literally seeing these people like perform and create this like theater around how great this thing that they made over the course of three years yeah. is going to be and this is why you should buy like fifty thousand units of it right. that's what ces is i really want to go to ces i want to go to ces really badly too yeah. maybe that's a new e3 it, anyway it, it would have that energy to it yeah all right guys that brings us to the end of our podcast I think this one went pretty well. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. Lots of news, lots of games to discuss. Uh, so all of our uh, all of our listeners, keep an eye on your email for the new quick rating system. Should be dropping within the next few days if you don't already have it. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be back next week for more game news and trends and discussion. And until then, thank you, Liz. And thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Guys. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Sounds good.